Welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. I'd like to invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Let's pray. Father God, we again are grateful for your presence in our midst. Truly, you inhabit the praises of your people. And we do sense, Father, your uh, superintending grace upon our lives. For your Lord, you said that uh, when we seek you, when we uh, seek you with all of our hearts, we will find you. And Lord, you even said that you oppose the proud, but you give grace to the humble. Lord, we acknowledge that apart from you, we can't do anything. And so, Lord, renew our faith, renew our strength, renew our, our, uh, our vision even for what you would have us do individually and corporately as your people. So continue to be with us, Lord. Speak to us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, for our psalm this morning, this is Psalm 150, which is the last psalm in the whole book. And let me read it and uh, make some comments thereafter. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud clashing of cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now certainly this is a fitting way to end our meditation upon the whole book of Psalms. Can you imagine how long it took us, uh, several months, I believe, to uh, go through each one of these? And one, you can go ahead and review them every day. In fact, I know some people in their devotion, they uh, meditate on a psalm uh, on a daily basis. And so this is the wonderful thing about God's Word. You can go back again and again and get something fresh from the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm saying it's a fitting way uh, to end the book of Psalms is because if you go back to Psalm 1, you know, this is again a compilation of uh, 150 uh, songs and poems, if you will. Um, and Psalm 1, I think, captures the intent of what the Psalms are all about. Remember, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. So we see the exhortation of the psalmist from the very beginning to live a life in obedience to uh, the law of God. And, uh, you know, what is wonderful and many exhortations in the, in, the, you know, in the psalms all across, but yet here as we end this whole book, I believe it shows us ultimately the blessing that comes from walking in obedience to God. And it's not only the benefits that you get, but ultimately, the greatest blessing of a life of obedience is a life that continually praises God and adores Him. That, I believe, is the fitting way to end this particular book. That when we live a life of obedience, we live a life that continuously communes with Him and walks with the Lord. And so here, uh, think about this. this. This word praise is mentioned 13 times in six verses. That's how much... You know, the psalmist, you know, with, the, you know, with being so repetitive, continuously exhorts us to live a life of praise. And the word praise here, by the way, is the Hebrew halal, uh, which, uh, where we get the word hallelujah. 
And by the way, there are, uh, I think, at least six or six other verses, uh, six other ways the word praise is translated, um, is derived rather from the Hebrew. But this one, halal, means a to shine and to be boastful to the point of being clamorously foolish. That's where we get the word hallelujah. And uh, I don't know about you, but I always love to say that word with that sense of, you know, it may sound foolish to some, but that's exactly where the Lord, I believe, uh, wants, intends for that word to mean. You know, think about this. Yes, we may be going through times of difficulty, but that doesn't mean that we cannot uh, be boastful in the Lord, that we cannot praise Him. Uh, one of the things that really um, helped me early on in my Christian life was when this pastor was talking about this. Uh, this was in the, the, the United States where the game of baseball was such a popular sport. Every time the team, their team would win, you know, people would break out and cheering and shouting and all that. Well, we can identify with that. You know, we're basketball fans here. And re I remember one of the most vivid memories I had, which unfortunately we didn't win. You know, it was UP versus Ateneo when they reached the finals. And I mean, I was cheering as loud as I can in the TV. And, uh, you know, if we can go crazy over a game such as shooting this leather ball inside that hole, how much more can we be boastful when we think about the great salvation that God has done in our lives? That's what it means to praise the Lord. And here from this text, we see three ways that we are to praise the Lord. Well, three expressions or three ways uh, but the, these are the three things that come uh, stand out in this particular text. The first one is the place of praise. He says, praise Him in the sanctuary and pray, praise Him in His mighty heavens. You know, heaven and earth are, are, have always been described as two places where uh, God is in. And, you know, from the very beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, He created the heavens and the earth. We know that. And there's something about, um, of course, sanctuary speaks of the place of worship, uh, whether that's the temple courts, whether that's the, um, um, the, the tent that Moses built. You know, that's part and parcel of the history of Israel as a nation, the place of worship. So the sanctuary speaks of that. But here, the psalmist is saying, not just the sanctuary which is on earth, which is God's throne room on earth, but the heavens itself where God is thrown is also uh, located, if you will. So we see two places. And why is it? There's always that pairing of heaven and earth. I mean, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as I've listened to commentaries on this, I've realized this. You know, the, the reason why the Lord defi you know, it, it, um, refers to the heavens and the earth is because of this. You know, as earthly creatures, we're bound here on earth, isn't it? And many times when we look at our circumstances here on earth, we're limited by uh, what we're able to accomplish. But you know what? God is transcendent. In other words, He extends beyond the confines of this earth. And heavens is not just only a reference to the firmament, if you will. That's really what it literally means. It's the heaven, the physical heavens, but the heaven as the place where God dwells. See, whenever we praise God, we're not bound by the limitations on earth. We also access the very presence and the power of God, who is above and beyond the limitations of our lives. So that's the first thing. We praise Him on earth. We praise Him in heaven. The second one is the manner of our praise. He says we praise Him for what He has done, His mighty deeds. And we also praise Him for who He is, His greatness. 
So whenever we interact with God, think about this. You know, how did you come to know God? Well, yes, we come to Him through His Word. But that Word becomes alive when we encounter Him, isn't it? When we experience Him working on our behalf. When He heals us from a sickness. When He delivers us from our fears. When, we gives us, when He gives us favor in our circumstances. We experience the presence and the power of God at work. Then there's a reason to praise Him for what He has done. His mighty deeds. Whether individually, corporately. I believe even in the midst of this uh, quarantine that we're in. We are, there's certainly things that God has done mightily on our behalf. But you know what? We also praise Him, not just for what He's done, but for who He is. He is truly praiseworthy, as we sang earlier today. And so, um, and then it says to praise Him with instruments, all kinds of instruments, isn't it? Um, you know, uh, um, the, the timbrel, the lyre, all these uh, fascinating instruments and all that, that are in the Bible, some of them, you know, cymbals and, uh, and uh, flute and all that. Now, certainly there's a difference between these ancient instruments and now, but the similarity is they, they generate uh, a tone or, an, uh, I mean, a tune or a noise that befits the Lord. And, you know, it's, um, and then also it says about dance, okay? I don't know if you realize that you can actually praise God through your dance, okay? So, uh, you know, if, if you're the type who likes to dance or whether you don't know how to dance, Okay, I know TikTok features all of these dances. I mean, do a TikTok with God, okay? You, you praise God on your own and make, lift up, you know, before Him. You don't have to do it in front of everybody because, I, you know, you probably will be conscious of that. You praise God with, with clamorous praising God to the point of being foolish. That's what David did, isn't it? When he was uh, going back and bringing back the, the Ark of the Covenant and his wife got offended at him because he was so... Uh, passionate and, uh, you know, no holds barred in lifting up praise to the Lord. And so there, there is that place. Obviously, it's a, it, there's a right time and place for that. But the sense is the manner of praising is you, you know, you, uh, you express your appreciation for what God has done. And then finally, the source of praise. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What is the source of praise? Our very breath. Think about this. You know, you breathe air every moment of the day, every minute. Guess what? The gift of the breath of life, that's why we're still alive to this day, is meant, yes, not only for us to be able to ingest oxygen and use the oxygen, you know, to burn, uh, you know, our, our cells and generate the energy that we need so that we can live. But that very breath that God gave us, He says that we can honor Him. We can give Him adoration. We can give Him praise. And, um, you know, I remember Jesus was in the temple and the Pharisees were telling the, uh, Jesus, you know, to stop the children from praising Him. And Jesus said, if the, if the children don't praise Him, even the rocks themselves will praise Him. And I remember uh, this composer sang this song, I'm not going to let any rock outpraise me. You know, rocks are inanimate objects, isn't it? But we as God's imagers and as God's children have the free will, have the volition to love our God, express that adoration. You know, praise can't really be praised unless it's expressed. I remember our Chinese brethren, you know, there would be times they could not praise God aloud. You know, they would, what they would do, they would praise God silently. Wow, what an amazing thing that even in your silence or your mouth, not, you know, moving but not coming up with sound, you can praise God. But you know what? 
in this country at least, we can freely praise God and lift up a shout of praise. So let's do that. And again, in closing, the life of praise is a life that truly walks in communion with God, regardless of the circumstances in your life. I want to encourage you to praise God. You know, someone said it this way, one of the worship leaders I've listened to, he said, there are two times we need to praise God, when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. And you know why we ought to praise God? Well, Psalm 8-2, verse, Psalm 8-2 says this. He says, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise to silence the enemy. Actually, if you look at the footnote, it says, from the lips of children and infants, you've ordained strength. There's something about praising God. When you praise God as an act of your will, as an act of your adoration, strength comes upon you. And as a result of that, guess what happens? The enemy is silenced. The voices of the enemy that are discouraging you and frightening you, it's shut because your voice is what's prevailing. So let's pray as we end our time together. Father, thank you so much for, Lord, the promise, Lord God, that as we let our breath, Lord, be the one to, to fuel our praise and adoration to you, Lord, you will not only ordain strength, uh, you will enable us, Father, to see the enemy silenced. Father, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Holy, 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 who was Well, again, let me end it. May the joy of the Lord be your strength today. Let's live a life of praise. God bless all of you.
You've been listening to the Victory Devotional Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this will help you build a habit of hearing from God every day. If you'd like more messages like these, you can follow us on Spotify or on our Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to watch these messages, you can watch them every weekday morning on our Victory PH Facebook page.